0: The luckiest,
1: the luckiest man, man. man. On, the on the face of the earth. earth. <laughs> a NBA, I The, 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 the <laughs> ends his final game with a walk-off single! Here's the drive to laugh, that one is long gone! Ten cent nine. Can't believe that it's been almost fifty years tense and be night. Let's Larry raise a glass and give three cheers. The way people felt was so strong. I wish I could have been there right along. It was a night for the ages Ten cent beer night.
0: Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael. With me as always, Man. What up? Steve Ford.
1: How's it going, man? It's
0: going good. It's almost been a year ago today or pretty soon yeah. since we did uh, the Dennis Heber interview. Yeah. That
1: was a great interview. That was a good
0: interview, man. <laughs> he was there live at Ten Cent Beer Night. 10
1: cent Beer Night.
0: Ten Cent uh-huh. Beer Night.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Uh,
0: where he uh, found God after that night, <laughs> he did.
1: Oh man! So uh, well, I guess
0: Ten Cent Beer Night was what June Fourth, so yep, seventy
1: four. So we're almost up to fifty years. I'm
0: think. is fucking wild to think about, and yeah. we always mention it every year just because it was, it was fucking hilarious a- <laughs> and just players versus fans. Man, hot night was, in June.
1: Hot night in June. Yeah. It
0: was yeah. and everybody goes nuts. Dennis, little <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Heber was in, Dennis in that Dennis crowd.
1: There. Uh, the,
0: sucker punched a player. Sucker punched a player. <laughs> then he found God later on that night.
1: Yeah, good for him on that though. Good yeah. for him.
0: Let's have a moment of silence ten cent beer night.
1: Yeah, yeah, that felt yeah, good. Yeah, that felt. That felt good. good. Yeah, that I, just ra- I raised a glass in my mind.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Next, Demolition Disco. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, exactly. Oh, geez. Yeah, got that Tiger connection on Demolition, uh, Disco Demolition. There,
0: Disco right? Demolition, yeah. Yeah, yep. we did. Also got that Michael Clark Duncan connection.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, man.
0: That was
1: early. I think uh, Sparky Anderson had just taken the role of the of the, the Tiger team. He's like only like a week or so into his uh. Helm is the manager of the Tigers when uh, Disco Demolition Night happened. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> just ruined that field. <laughs> what did I w- walk into here? Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> In other news, across the league, Albert
0: yeah. yes. Albert Pujols is named special assistant to Rob Manfred, the commissioner.
1: Now, well, there we go. <laughs> uh,
0: what does a special assistant do? Does he just like? So here's how I see it. So, Elmer Pujols starts Watch his money. first day. <laughs> El- um, Rob Manfred goes, hey, man, good mm-hmm. to have you. Hey, good, good. Rob Manfred puts a list in his palm, puts his keys, and he says, here's a list of coffees that we need for the office. Dude,
1: yeah, seriously. Yeah. And don't, <laughs> cheap, don't cheap and get the store brand K-Cups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, he's you his whole
0: office. You think? I'm sure he's going to have, right? I mean, yeah. that you...
1: Is it just like an office for show? Or do you think he's actually going to use it? I mean. Yep. You know, like how some people just have like, you know, the uh, like, like how Al Kaline, when he was special assistant to Dombrowski and Avila had his own office. Yeah. I think he actually used it, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, probably not. But yeah. I mean, with Poolhouse, he's kind of starting two jobs, so. After his 22-year yeah. career, he's he's going to be the special assistant to the commissioner as one job, and then I also found that he's going to have an analysis role with MLB Network. Yeah, actually. I
1: saw that. So yeah, and I think that kicks off on MLB Tonight. I think he kicks off tonight or on MLB Central tonight, and MLB yeah, tomorrow or something like that. Whatever it is, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So he's going to be on there, which is really cool. I think that's going to be a good addition to the team. Now mm-hmm. with him being the special assistant, I don't know. I, I'm sure. Manfred is looking at this like, well, hey, we need an, a player in the office here because we have people like Theo Epstein as part of the commit the competition right, committee. Right. I- I'm sure he's sure this move is okay. We need somebody who can speak more for the players, mm-hmm. give him a player's voice in his ear. But it's a really good strategy by Manfred because so this CBA deal I, that they had for when they were doing the lockout uh, from this past year. Right, I'm not. I don't think the commissioners that pleased with it and i don't think the owners are that pleased with it because you're gonna see the financial aspects of baseball are kind of topsy-turvy at this point and yep. they're so kind of ridiculous with the contracts like for instance they're going to use the jacob de Gram contract as a perfect example of why they shouldn't have fully guaranteed contracts and why mm-hmm. there should be a cap and why things like that need to happen yep. because as we all know jacob de goes down with the ucl tear unbelievable and he's out for the season
1: yeah that's when you when you when you told me that i believe my response was yikes maybe we should add him to our forgotten series now because it just seems like he had such a good short stretch of time where he was the number one pitcher and now he's just been a train wreck these last few years with injuries
0: that's kind of sad because he was actually stamping his way into the to the Baseball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. coming off of two Cy Youngs 2018-2019. But since 2019, he's only had 15 starts.
1: It's a, it's unbelievable. So yeah, he, but you know the Rangers picked him up as hopefully that ace to help with their staff. And like you right. said, they paid him a good chunk of money. A lot of it was guaranteed. Yep. Um, and he made, what, two starts this year? Three? Did that? <laughs>
0: uh, six starts. Six, six starts. But if you figure he's only had fifteen starts since two thousand nineteen, yeah. this is hey. probably one of the teams that he's pitched the most for. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. And
0: six starts. I mean, he posted a two point six seven ERA. So when he pitches,
1: he's really it's, good. He's really good. Yep. Uh, but let's he let's has not forget.
0: But he actually has to pitch. That's correct. and, and yeah. let's not forget the five year one hundred and eighty-five million dollar contract he signed in December with him. So at this point, I looked a little deeper into the contract. Now he has no insurance on the contract. So, yeah, he has no insurance on the contract for what I'm saying. And I think there is a team opt out, but I think that's after like three years. So it's tough, man. I I don't know what they're going to do. And so kind of bringing this all into Albert Pujols being the special assistant, I think he's going to want a player with the caliber of Albert Pujols, Manfred does, Mm -hmm. to kind of be able to have him kind of speak as a level head to players and say yeah, it's
1: like what the owners are thinking. We need to, you know, this we need you to get teams. on board,
0: right? Yeah. We need you to get on the board of what on board of what the owners are thinking, because yeah. right now, the the person that's representing the players and Tony Clark does yeah. not give a fuck less.
1: No, he doesn't. <laughs> he he really doesn't,
0: doesn't, dude. And for him, he wants more money yeah. for the players. He wants. I mean, it, it's, you know, we're looking at contracts that probably NFL players should get. Mm hmm. Even though it yeah. wouldn't make sense with the injuries, but I'm just saying, in baseball, it's just wild. So you're using Jacob yeah. Degrom as a great point, and I think yep. this is this is going to be something where they're going to be like, okay, look at now, look at look at how fucking shitty this contract is for yep. this team. But then you know, Tony Clark is going to be like, well, Ooh. yeah, maybe, but Texas Rangers are still winning.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, bringing people in like this is going to bring butts in their seats, which is going to make yeah. people buy hot dogs and beer, so they're going to make money there regardless, right?
0: Yeah, there's something, I mean, you and I have always talked about this, and during that lockout, you and I couldn't disagree with the stances of both sides. I mm-hmm. mean, we. I think during that lockout, I learned, Steve, that mm-hmm. a small market team is only a small market if the fucking owner... Makes it a small market.
1: Exactly. I mean, it has nothing to it. do. We've seen it with with San Diego, which should be by definition a small market team. Yes, sir. And they said, "Fuck it, we're going to go start spending money and bringing the, bringing people, uh, bringing people in." Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Your market is only as small as your owner makes it.
0: Right. So, yeah. That's so. the, and I know I've learned that, and I was always like, "Well, the Yankees are a big market because they live in New York." Well, that's sure. not one hundred percent true because they're just willing to spend more on players mm-hmm. because that's all that those owners, the Steinbrenners, are involved yep. in. Yep. So, kind of like the, Lake, the bus family with the Lakers and what yep. have you, and just what you said, San Diego is considered a small market team because the owner never spent. Well, now they're considered mm-hmm. a big market big team market because team the because owner's
1: spending. Exactly, <laughs>
0: dude. That's another thing that Rob Manford could use against the players. Look at all this fucking money San Diego spent. Mm-hmm. And they're Fighting for what? Almost last place in their division. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, just wild, dude. It is. It is, man. And it it just makes you just
0: makes you consider, like, okay, well, if if this team can't win, then mm-hmm. what is it that really makes a good team? Yep. I mean, this this year's kind of knocked me on my ass so far, and we're only in mm-hmm. June. Mm-hmm. I I always thought Boston and Toronto. Toronto's doing okay, but they're still nearing the bottom of the division. I thought the White Sox would be better. I thought Seattle, all that work Seattle put better. in that team, bro. Yep. I just thought it would be there, especially the Thank Phillies. You. All that money the Phillies put into their
1: team. Mm-hmm. And all that little money that the Diamondbacks put into their team, and yet they're in first place in the West. It's wild. It's. Yep. And, 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 and it comes down to they developed their young players, and they're all meshing now at the same time.
0: Yeah. You know? In uh, Milwaukee too. Look at Milwaukee. Yep. I don't know. They might have a couple big contracts on that team, but not much.
1: Nothing, right? <laughs> nothing that's
0: nothing that's like Yelich. the Rangers.
1: Yeah.
0: Yelich, and he's no. not even the main guy on that
1: team. No, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, man. So yeah.
0: It's just wild to think about all the just the big money that's being spent and there's mm-hmm. no return on investment for some of these exactly. clubs. And I know later in the season, if the San Diego Padres continue what they're doing, you and I will be talking about like, wow. They're
1: gonna a, yeah, they're going to have a, a sale of some sort. Yeah. And they're obviously they're not going to up Soto. Soto will most likely walk. <laughs> Um, because yeah. obviously you know they don't want to put the investment in the guy when this team isn't performing the way that they they thought they were going to perform. So,
0: and you that, and I will you and I will be like, wow, is this maybe the all time biggest collapse mm-hmm. of a franchise that never got going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look <laughs> at all the exactly. money the Mets put in. The Mets aren't even five
1: hundred. The best- nope. look all the yep. look at the Phillies too, coming off their you know their miracle season, which you said it you you said it last year, like yeah you know, you know it was a great season for the Phillies, but it yeah. could just be just a flash in the pan. With how, that, with how that team's built, and then they went out, spent a bunch of money, Dombrowski style, and uh, now they're under 500 and seven and a half games out of first. I thought
0: they would be better, though, because mm-hmm. remember, they're pitching collapsed in the World Series and they're, and they're hitting, yep. I mean, uh, they're pitching collapsed in the postseason yep. and, they're, and they're hitting collapse, especially behind Bryce Harper. So mm-hmm. like you just said, they went out and they spent a bunch of money. Oh, Trey, yeah, Turner, Trey Turner, one of the best all-around players in all the baseball yep. <laughs> And he sucks. And yep. who is that guy that they traded for uh, Soto? Gregory Soto. Yeah,
1: Gregory Soto. Yeah, the Tigers fleece. They uh, they gave up Gregory Soto. Got a couple of great uh, upper-level prospects with some uh, big league experience in Beerling yeah. and Maton, who have been yeah. doing pretty well for the Tigers. Yeah. So- Soto. It's just been fucking sucked. It's, you know, so it was another Dave Dombrowski move, because Dave Dombrowski was the one that signed uh, Gregory Soto that's right. with the Tigers. He's like, oh, this guy's going to be great. Nope. (laughs) And this is the classic Dombrowski way, which you and I will
0: always, we'll we'll bring this up, of course, the more these teams are sucking, it's just wild. And uh, one of the better situations, I mean, you could say Houston, Houston, Texas Rangers, of course, which we'll talk about in a second more. But one of the best situations in all of baseball, if I could look at every team, the best situations in baseball are the Tampa Bay Rays who have not spent a lot of money and are basically (laughs) built from, from the farm up. And kind of the Atlanta Braves, mm-hmm. aside from Matt Olson, who they yeah. got in a trade, I believe, or no, yep. did they sign him? No, they did a trade. No, it was a trade. It yeah. was a trade. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. They they because they knew Freddie was going to walk, even though Freddie that's said right. he wasn't going to walk, so they had to do something. So they got Matt Olson in a uh, in a trade there to replace their Freddie at first. So.
0: so that's their big money guy, and of course, yeah. and in terms of that, who wasn't homegrown, but the rest: Acuna, Elbies. Austin Riley. Riley, I mean, pillars Spencer of a Strider. team. Spencer Strider, bro. The Na- the Braves have the best situation in the National League, and the Tampa Bay Rays have the best situation with the Orioles mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. heels yep. in all of baseball. So, I don't know. When I look at the the move with 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 holes coming in, I think that's a smart move by Manfred. Mm-hmm. Get one of their own. Get a yep. guy that can actually talk some sense and maybe in in into Tony Clark because yep. that's what I think this yep. move is.
1: Oh yeah. Apparently. Yeah, just to try and bridge a gap between the owners and the players here, and yeah, what better way to bridge a gap than a future first ballot Hall of Famer, Amen, really. a member, a guy, a guy that the league respects, absolutely, you know, both owners and players. So yeah,
0: because uh, once Pujols, once the books are open and once Pujols sees what's going on, yeah. I can guarantee he'll be yeah, like, now, okay, now
1: he'll be able to see it from the the owner's side. This is what's going on here. Yeah. You know, this is why this is why we're arguing for, you know, lesser money in the contracts and and all, you know, and all this because
0: and he it's, uh, it's a great idea. Yeah, I think so, too. And he had first of. Uh, a- he had a front row seat to the shit show that was the Angels <laughs> when they yeah. signed him for that huge contract. Yep. <laughs> and they were just a dog shit team. Josh Hamilton, yep. all that. Remember that big mm-hmm. collapse
1: of that? So yeah, one playoff appearance, I think, during oh, the time he was with me. Rose. Uh, and, and
0: the team that actually won the World Series with the yeah, Angels was, was a, <laughs> a bunch of no-namers.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a bunch of yeah, a bunch of people that built within the uh the system there. You know, um Troy yeah, Gloss. Was, yeah. <laughs> Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon? <laughs> remember Tim Salmon? Remember good old Tim Salmon? Jared oh, Anderson? Yeah. Was
0: Jared Weaver on that team too? Jared Weaver? Ah,
1: he might not, I can't remember. I know Jared that uh, I know K Rod was on that team. K Rod uh, was on that yeah. team. You know, but he was only like 20 years old or something at that time. Yeah. He was like a young phenom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah. Uh, it's just, it just kind of goes to show you the state of this hire, which I, it's just wild. But Kind of transitioning over to that, we have a good battle this week between the Rangers and the Rays uh, yeah. for the Battle of the AL's best team. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at this, Steve, which team do you think has the higher upside between these two?
1: I'm going to give it to Texas right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, l- I like what Texas is doing. I mean, we talked about them a lot last week. They have a good balance of uh, you know their hitters, their big money people stepping up, Simeon. But then they also got a nice mix of the uh, the younger talent there, and and their pitching staff is is amazing. Tampa's been off; they got off to a really hot start, a uh, blazing start. But you know they kind of you know they I won't say they faded, but they you know, they they've come back a little bit. You know they have about a five and a half game lead in the AL East, but Texas has just been you know hit hitting the gas and just keeps getting better. So right now at this point in the season, I'm going to get the edge to Texas.
0: Yeah, 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 I, uh, Texas. I think Texas, too, for me, just mm-hmm. because they're, they're on a hot streak mm-hmm. right now. And Bruce, Bruce Bochy is <laughs>
1: manager of the year right there. The no fucking kidding. man. I mean, you
0: know? I, I think this is basically because of Bruce Bochy. Mm-hmm.
1: It just Essentially, can't... they have the same team. What what their big signing with Jacob DeGromi is not even playing. Right. You know.
0: Yeah, the same team as you're right. It's the same team as last year for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Because I yeah you, you always forget Seager and Simeon were on last year's team. They were the mm-hmm. first free agents that and, they and signed.
1: Josh Josh Young is, you know, stepped in and oh, been, man. Uh, you know, a, a huge bright spot. But you know, he came up later last year, you know, but mm-hmm. it wasn't as good. But yeah, having Bruce they there pushing the buttons, making the right moves, not not putting out head scratcher lineups. It's just been, you know, he's 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 doing fantastic. So
0: I, yeah, I, I think so too. And when you add the development, you said Josh Young, uh Leody Tavares is doing really yep. good. And Jonah Heim comes out as being one mm-hmm. of the he's the Alejandro <laughs> Kirk from last kind of like yeah. last year. Yep. It's it's an interesting squad for sure. And you and I, this is the second week we talked about him in a row. Mm-hmm. And but I think if we're saying the best of the AL, you gotta go with the hot hand. Yep. And it's I never count out the Rays, of course. No, you can never count out Tampa. But, but the Rangers fuck hard.
1: No, dude, they, they really do. And the, the funny thing is, is Houston, with all their injuries to start the year, they're nipping at their heels. They're still only four and a half games out of first.
0: Talk about not counting someone out. And I said that last nope. week. I'll never count out. Houston. never
1: count. out. They're Houston. kind of
0: like when Tom Brady played for the Patriots when they were yeah. teams, when you were thinking, eh, Patriots are good, but they're right. not great and they're mm-hmm. not going to win it. I would never count out Tom Brady. I was always mm-hmm. like, nope, this guy is just so fucking good. They'll find nope. a way to win. And they yep. always
1: did. They always did.
0: And I kind of look at Houston like that, and yeah. with Altuve back in the lineup, yep. his team is, he's the, he's a chosen leader of that team, and bro, I, I just, I think the Rangers are going to have a hard time with Houston.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think so too, it's going to be a good battle, would it like to see Seattle more in it, because I think Seattle has the talent, it's mm-hmm. just they're not putting it together. Right. And uh, then there's, of course, the Angels at their usual spot of mediocrity right around 500 (laughs) with no pitching with no pitching outside of Otani. And, you know, it's yeah. Once again, I mean, how many times do you have to say it with this team? Get some pitching, get some pitching. Oh, we'll get Syndergaard, (laughs) you know, last year. And then, yeah, Yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, I I understand what they
0: do with getting Tyler Anderson from the Dodgers. Good move. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you really have to look more of the analytics side of that just because he's a decent pitcher. But And I'm not one to always look at analytics, but Mm -hmm. when you look at the analytics side of Tyler Anderson, he was always set up in a really good position. He kind of reminds me of a lot of Rick Porcello. Rick Porcello was good because he's always had a good defense behind him
1: Right when he played. uh, He was
0: a ground ball pitcher. He was a guy that can force players to pop up or ground out. And that was the best thing about Porcello. He would never come and attack you and get strikeouts, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, That's kind of how I great, look.
1: Yep. Always had a great defense behind him. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, yeah, he never had to be, even in Boston, he never had to be the guy. Same no. thing in Detroit. He was what? The fourth or fifth starter. When he was fourth or fifth
0: option, bro. You know, yeah. And,
1: and when he went to Boston, he had Chris sale there and about, you know, yeah. Chris sale when he was actually healthy and yeah. he never had to be the guy. You know, it's a, it's a lot different where you say, all right, you're going to be the guy on this team. Some people can't rise up to it.
0: They can't. They nope. can't. I think at that time, Boston still had David Price. Yep. One thing people always don't look a, look for is you can need good hitters in a lineup to make your pitchers mm-hmm. look really good. Because if you have no run support, then what's the point? Then you're going
1: to lose a lot of games two to yeah. one. And your record's yep. not going to look that good.
0: Yeah. You might you know? be able to pitch in the Mac, having immaculate ERA, but your win loss mm-hmm. record is going to be so there backwards. But yeah, I, I kind of consider Tyler Anderson a lot in the Rick Porcello mm-hmm. mode, mold, and maybe that's what they were looking for. But I don't think the defense is stellar on the Angels enough. Mm-hmm. I think they're weak up the middle, aside from mm-hmm. Mike Trout. Yep. And uh, yeah, uh, we, you and I, I imagine we'll talk about them on another show, okay. yep. especially the
1: deadline. Oh, well, did...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, and that's gonna be a fun one because yep. at this point, they would almost need to trade him just to. Yep. Just because to get something in stay. return. No, he
1: gonna, won't. He, no. no. He he no. said that he wants to win. Yep. So you're still not winning here. You're gonna have to, as we get closer to July here, trade deadline's coming up, less than you know, less than two months now. You're gonna have to think about pedaling them if you're not gonna get any drastically better here. Yeah. You know, you're 32 and 30 and you've outscored your uh, opponents by six runs. Yep. Yep. It's it, it's not working here, and it hasn't worked since he's gotten there.
0: Yeah, it hasn't, and it's it's really sad. I mean, boy, that that GM has a lot of work for him. And talking about this a little bit more, um, you know, I hate to transition into a Homer,
1: you know, no, no transition away.
0: Um, but when you look at just like teams, uh, bad teams and, and teams that could do better with the talent they have. I always think of people like, well, the rebuilds, like the Tigers, the Tigers right. are doing this rebuild. Right. And right. I'm just going to throw this out there, man. I'm kind of out on AJ Hinch. I, I think I'm starting to get okay. out on him. Okay. I, I think what we got were a huge good of sale bill of sale. And uh-huh. uh, I, I think we're getting the Arizona Diamondbacks AJ Hinch.
1: I think you're right. I mean,
0: no, div- I, I, and listen, they're a better, I mean, Steve, you can agree, right? They're a better team than they were last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. I think Scott Harris, you can see he's made a small imprint on the team already in the six months or so since he's gotten the job. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a better team. You can see that they're, they're a more disciplined team outside of Baez, yep. um, you know, so they're, they're taking, they're taking more pitches and they're. They're infusing more, you know, younger talent. Like I said, they got Mayton and Beerling, uh, who are doing you know, a lot better. Riley Green was fantastic before the uh fracture in the uh the tibia there, knocked yeah. him out. Torkelson is uh, you know, he's not go- really good yet, but he's certainly better than he was last year. So obviously. Very much so. Obviously that you know they, they have better coaches now in place that are helping this uh this team get better, but they they can still be better than what their their record shows right now.
0: Yeah, and I love the development in the minors. Mm-hmm. I love what's going on with that Justin Henry Malloy. I yeah, I, I yeah. love what we're seeing from uh, Parker Meadows yeah, yeah. Jace and Jung is oh, Jace like Jung, that's. bro, and yeah. and some of these guys. I mean, you're even seeing lower stuff like Donnie Sands producing and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, I really love it. Okay, so my my take: the reason why with AJ Hinch is I'm not a big fan of his lineups. Yeah, uh, I think he gives. So what? Basically. You're going out there to lose. And I feel like you know you're going to lose. Instead mm-hmm. of having that winning mentality, he's just like, okay, well, we're going to throw Miggy in there. We're going to put him at the yeah, bottom of the lineup, you know, yeah. just because he's the face of the f- franchise or he was. And, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So we're doing a great right service by him. To me, that's not winning. That's not no. looking to win a ballgame. So that's no. one. And two, how come you keep having Javier Baez in the by fucking second. lineup?
1: <laughs> and not only in the lineup, he's batting seconds.
0: Second, well, he he's floated between second and fifth all year. Yeah. bro, I'm sick of it. At this point, uh-huh. it's he'll go on these tears for two or three games, and right. then it will be this five ten game stretch where he just sucks ass. Yeah,
1: I say I you that clip. Where, oh, uh, he, that strikeout! He, he, yeah, strikeout. He Come had two on. pitches that were right in the heart of the plate. He let them go, and then oh. this guy throws a piece of crap because he knew the guy. He knew Baez was going to swing at it. Yep. A foot out of the strike zone and he swings at it. A yeah,
0: foot out of the strike zone and it's a bad swing, it's a bad yep. eye. This guy doesn't know how to take pitches very well and every time he does one thing right, suddenly AJ Hinch is in love with him again. Yep, yep. You know, he hits exactly. a triple uh last Ooh. week and suddenly AJ Hinch is like, "Okay, here we go." Yep. No, man. This guy does doesn't respect authority clearly. This Ooh. guy is not being very good which uh, not a coachable guy right now and Ooh. And especially for a guy with that high of a contract, yep. you think that he would at least take some pointers or give a fuck about his legacy and yep. the product he's putting on the field. And he's not, I mean, the, the batting just, I mean, no one, I never knock his defense. Cause he's always been no. a, a really great, a can't really throw for fielder. shit
1: though. <laughs> like sometimes. Like, yeah. He'll, yeah. He'll, he'll make a great play and then he'll throw it to first. He'll go over Torque's head or off to the side. Like sometimes he just can't. I mean, he's just uh, ahead. Yeah.
0: I, I feel, and well, we got him mostly because of the bat, of course, but yeah. I just, I don't think when he got benched, it was like for a few games or something. It wasn't.
1: I think it was even like, only one game. wasn't like one he, game. He got, okay, he got benched so, during the game and then he was back in the next day.
0: Yeah. That just, to me, that's not punishing a player. That's not proving a mark on a player. All that is, is why don't you take a day off and mm-hmm. just get your shit together and come back. And. He might have a good one out of ten good get one out of ten games he'll have a good game, and I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. I don't like seeing him float in the lineup. I'm tired of seeing him start for players that yep. could easily go in there and try harder. Yep. Uh, and and I gotta be honest, I hate the way he handles our pitchers. I just yep. hate it. When I saw yep. Reese Olson pitch, yeah, I understand they wanted him on a pitch count. So when he got yep. to the eighty range, right, they were like, okay, we don't want any more. I I'm sorry. When you're pitching a shutout even mm-hmm. if you got two two runners on the base i want to see that yo- right i want to see how that youngster can work his way out of that yep i don't yep. care about solidifying his fucking shutout or mm-hmm. potentially a complete game no 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 i want to see how he works his way out of that but what he does is he puts kid gloves on these pitchers yep and then he'll th- and 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 there's times where he throws them in and he keeps them in there too long yeah and but th- most of the time i notice when his pitchers starters are doing very good he'll throw the relievers in MMO does give up the game for their starting pitcher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm sick of it. I I I think he doesn't understand. I know he's working it like a catcher, yeah. But I think you got to look beyond that. I think you got to look at the development aspects of it. Like, what's this going to do for this guy? What's this going to do for that guy? His pin. I, I remember watching that Reese Olson game, and he made two bad mistakes. He uh, he pulled Brees Olsen an inning too soon, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it sucked because his replacement ended up gave up the runs, right? Gave up the yeah. runs. <laughs> and then he put in. Oh, who's another guy's name? Sheer, seer Sear? Uh another reliever. Shiri, Shiri. Shire?
1: Oh, yeah, whatever. It is. He's pulled relievers off the scrap heaps. So and
0: I this think. guy was actually keeping us in, but he only gave him he gave him one hitter. The yeah. guy did really he did his job. And then he goes to another reliever right away. It's like, what were you saving this guy's arm for? Yeah. Let him pitch. And then nope. the guy he put in his place just gave Locked. up another couple runs. It just yeah. sucked. And then uh his pinch running I never liked. Yeah. yeah. He pinched run way too soon. And it's nope. just games like that. And I've seen so much of that this year. And am I all the way out on A.J. Hinch? No, but I'm starting to get out on him just because. I just got to see more consistency, and his managing is just well. I don't know. I'm a little off on him.
1: I think AJ Hinch is the example of this is just how good the Houston Astros are that right. anybody anybody could go point. in and, man- and manage this team. They probably could have Brad Ausmus in there, and he could win a World Series. You know, that's just how good the development is with this team. How good that the the parts are moving on this team from you know player development to analytics to the other coaches on the staff. Uh, that they could plug anyone in as manager, quote unquote, right. and the team would be successful. So, you know, you're seeing that, you know, with A.J. Hinch, great success. But like you said, when he was with Arizona, they sucked. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and now he's with Detroit. He's, he's doing, you know, ma- making the, uh, you know, the, 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 the same mistakes here. Yeah. So,
0: no, I, that, that's a great point you made. I mean, with Houston, because it was just the quality of players he was getting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where in Arizona, they needed him to be more of a developer, especially yep. coming off the heels of the other firings that happened before right. him and Kirk Gibson and, yep. and yep. everybody else who took control of that team. And, you know, I don't think he developed the players good. And they mm-hmm. said, ah, he's just ah, let's let's find somebody else. And then when he comes to Houston, like you just said, I mean, the, the team was already ready to was win. You're
1: ready. Exactly.
0: So exactly. I'm not saying he had no hand in it, but I'm saying mm. he didn't have to do as much work. No. Like nope. he had to have with Arizona. So I'm on, I'm on, I'm kind of on the fence on him and I'm thinking, okay, are we getting the Arizona AJ
1: Hinch? Right, right.
0: And that's scares, kind of scary
1: because if well, he then. can't develop these guys
0: in the pros, then what the
1: fuck? What the, what's he doing here? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So at the end of the year, Steve, when we, if, if Torkelson's not batting close to 300, <laughs> if he's not rap, wrapping in the runs he should be getting in, and if our pitching is still abysmal, are starting pitching. And I understand he's dealt a shitty hand with the injuries we have. Right. It that doesn't help at all, too. But I under but if you can't still get anything out of these players that we brought you here for, yep. I'm I'll be out on him. I'll be out yep. on him.
1: Yeah, and back to Baez, he needs tough love on him. 100 percent Like so, like, you know, what what's the worst you're gonna do? Opt out of his contract. Good, that saves us money. Guess what? If you opt out, no one's gonna pay you as much as in Detroit. Detroit in, in this situation holds the upper, you know, ha, has the leverage here.
0: You so so they right. need to go
1: to him and say, what the fuck are you doing? All right. You play, you're playing like shit. We're going to bench you until you figure this out. Yep. Because guess what? We're still signing your checks. Oh, you're going to opt out. Good. Then that Good. saves us money. See yeah. ya. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I and mean, they're, but the, i love they're not going to do it, but
0: no, you're so right though, Steve. I mean, you got to play tough love on these guys. I mean, he needs a hitting coach that that calls him out on his bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, what good hitting coach can sit there mm-hmm. and let this guy sw- pit, swing like that and say, yep. you know, all right, just keep at it or whatever he's fucking doing. Well, to yeah. me, that's a testament of A.J. Hinch's hiring of that hitting mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. you know uh and if a guy's hitting good say they turn torque around but Baez is still hitting shitty that means that right. coach wasn't hard that enough on
1: body exactly. bias exactly
0: and, and I, what i think they should do is exactly what toronto did is mm-hmm. send they sent alec manoa their best pitcher to the Cy fucking young Awards winner
1: alec manoa went back to the minors
0: <laughs> send him back to the fucking minors yeah. man wow Send his best back to the minors, and I understand it's easier to do it to a guy that's not that's not um, a big contract guy. Obviously, he's he's only been in the league for a couple years, and he was he he made an All Star team uh, in 2022. He 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 came up third in Cy Young voting, and he all all MLB first team. But that was a team that had the balls to say, no, say <laughs> you're you're over six ERA can suck a dick
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you're going to the minors. And that really sends a message, right? That's like a message to one of your star players. And I think they yep. need to do the same thing to Javier Baez. I know they yep. won't just because how much they're paying them.
1: Right. But right. I,
0: if that would be a ballsy move on Detroit, if you're like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, man. You're not going to listen to us. And you're playing this fucking shitty. We get yep. the fucking. Garbage Javier us. We don't want the Cubs Javier us. Mm-hmm. This is what you give us. Mm-hmm. Go play in the minors and work it out. Yep, that'd I, be an yeah. awesome move.
1: It'd be all time, man. That Fucking would be a- dope. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: it's just that's our rant, I guess, on Detroit for right now. But for now, you know, speaking of shitty franchises, I thought it'd be <laughs> oh, fun. God. I I always love doing this. Every time we have this on the show, because mm-hmm. I think you and I secretly would love to be general manager oh, yeah oh, I'd and love it. Yeah. and i just love doing this on this on the show and i always i I, we, I let's play gm for a day okay. um and obviously we're gonna i think you know we should pick two teams that we want to mm-hmm. that we want to turn around um and that we'd make moves with right so okay. if you pick a team how would you turn them around this season and then let's pick a really good team because it's easy to it's not easy, but it's we can easily sit there and poke holes in all the shitty teams. But let's take a good team mm-hmm. for our last pick. Yep. And uh, what put would you do with top. that? Yeah. <laughs> to put yeah. them over the top and stay the course. So okay. I'll start. We'll go back and forth. So back if you want forth. to start out with your yeah. number three, pick a shitty team, Steve. Tell me how you're going to fix that team. I'm already looking at the team. Good
1: luck. You see it. <laughs> First team, go with your favorite team. All right. Oh,
0: man. And uh, <laughs> how are you going to fix them, Steve?
1: It's all right. Well, uh, first, I'm going to go with the team that, yeah, they've been playing better a little bit as of late, but they still fucking suck, and that's the Chicago White Sox. This is um, <laughs> this is Michael's uh, Central Division pick, I believe. You're yeah. still hot on the White Sox on our previous show, but guess what? They fucking suck. Yeah. And the 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 sad part is, it's time for rebuild 2.0 for the uh, the White Sox. They lack. Any dominant pitching whatsoever, I mean, they have Dylan Cease, but that guy even is sucking ass right now. Mm-hmm. Giolito stinks. Lance Lynn stinks. Kopech is up and Gross. down, so he stinks. And they need more hitting. You know, Johan Moncada hasn't been that good. Eloy Jimenez uh, injures himself tying his shoes. Luis Robert, you know, the only really consistent hitter you have now that he's back in the lineup is Tim Anderson. Right. So they lack they lack hitting. They lack dominant pitching. And that equals a team that's under 500 again, yeah. uh, that's had one good season since they started this rebuild. So I think it's time for uh, them to rebuild again. And how I'd start it is, I uh, Trey Dillon Cease. I mean, he's arguably the quote unquote ace of your staff. Well, guess what? I think it's time you deal him. Go to a team that's contending that could use some pitching. Ding, ding, ding. How about the New York Yankees? Uh, and try and get some of their higher level prospects. You're probably not going to get too high of prospects because, you know, like I said, Cease hasn't been that you know lights out. But maybe someone like a you know Yandres uh, Gomez or an Elijah Elijah Dunham, you know, something like that. Package a couple prospects in there. You get yourself Dylan Cease. The Yankees then get a pitcher that they need that they desperately need because yeah, Anester Cortez, Severino. They've had you know Carlos Rodon hasn't even pitched for the Yankees at all yet. So they they really yeah. do some pitching. Then you're going to look at some of your your hitters that you have. Why don't you try and uh, trade uh, Eloy Jimenez and his injured ass over to a contending team or someone that'll take him? Same thing with Yohan Makata. Um, and you probably you know with them, especially with Jimenez, you're probably only going to get mid to lower level prospects. But at least you're getting that prospect train rolling again here, just to try it. Third, you're going to (laughs) try and draft and develop a catcher. I mean, I'm looking at the catchers and their their prospect rankings. The highest catcher they have ranked is ranked 27th and 28th on their prospect list. Yasmani Grandal, he's not your catcher here. The guy stinks. His batting average is in like the 230s or so. Uh, and he's old. He's like 34 <laughs> years old. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. you know, they, they need to develop a catcher and get someone younger in there uh, that that can, you know, be good in there for years to come. Then you're going to want to infuse your young talent into your lineup. Play people like Gavin Sheets more. I like Gavin Sheets, but some of your younger uh, Oscar Colas, when he's not, you know, I think he's injured right now. But get him. Get the younger people in there uh, to mix. And then you're going to want to build around Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's 30 years old. He's your one player that's actually really good. So you want to keep him, you know, and and continue to build this younger talent around and uh, keep people around uh, Gregory Santos and their pen here has been doing really well. So. It's a start, but I think that's that's how uh, you can get Chicago back on track, and hopefully, the second rebuild goes better than the first one.
0: I love it. I, I think that's <laughs> a good jumping off point. I think you're taking yeah. a, I think you're taking your 1A, one a you one know, because Tim Anderson is the start, one of the stars of the team, and mm-hmm. um, Dylan Cease. I love the Dylan Cease move. I think yeah. the Dylan Cease shows a lot of balls. Yeah. I think a team like. The Yankees would really take or him in. He's, yeah, he's young enough, you yep. know. I, uh, exactly. No, that was that's a ballsy, a lot of ballsy moves there. But I think this is it's kind of like taking the paddles to somebody's chest. They need a, a shock <laughs> yeah. start. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, we'll, uh, see <laughs> we'll see if
0: it works. We'll see if it works. My pick. I'm going with one of my faves, the Cardinals. Uh, okay. Yep. Cardinals yep. are in last place right now in the Central. Uh, they sometimes it looks like they're doing some. I
1: was going to say they're showing some signs of life.
0: It's like two <laughs> steps back or two steps up and four steps back. Like I mean, it's yep. it's kind of crazy. I, their biggest problem is their pitching, and yep. kind of like where Steve pointed out with the White Sox, one of their biggest problems. Uh, and they have other problems too. I think injuries really have hurt this Ooh. team. They're kind of going through what the Tigers went through last year, especially when you have your start all your starting outfielders, Tyler O'Neill's on the ten uh, day yeah. IL, t- uh, Dylan Carlson and Lars, Lars Noot are all on yeah. the ten day IL. So, but let's not make any drastic decisions because I think there's a lot of good in that team. So if I were to be the GM for the day and totally try to steer the ship back towards some kind of goodness, I, it would have to start and end with the pitching. I'm tired of old man, Wainwright. <laughs> yeah, He's at the back of the rotation. Now they actually took my suggestion and brought up Matthew Libatori. So when See. we were, when we were doing what they could do, I think earlier at the earlier in the season, like what they should do with that rotation, mm-hmm. I would, I said, bring Libertory back, man, or bring him up because he's one of your top prospects. He's the fucking man. And I think that's a good move right now. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. saying this guy's Jesus yet. I mean, he's <laughs> has a six ERA and he's not pitching mm-hmm. great, but I think you're at least getting him innings and he's mm-hmm. going to work it out himself. And I think, I think miles Mi- Michaelis is, is a guy that you just keep in the, he went from being the ACE to being the middle of the rotation. And I'm a big on Jordan Montgomery too. And they finally put him as their ace. Now, all their pitchers you think that would be good are just not doing good. I mean, even Jack right. Flaherty, he had a, a hot streak of like three or four starts, and then he's just backtracking. At mm-hmm. this point, I would fire the pitching coach. <laughs> I, I'd fire him. Oh, I 100% would. Um, I would even consider how if depends how bad it is uh, at the end of the All-Star break. I mm-hmm. would maybe consider firing Oliver uh, Marmoyle, their um, their head, their their manager,
1: just because okay.
0: I think they need somebody that has some of the same qualities that Tony Larusa had, yep. and yep. somebody that can bring around these youngsters a little better. Oliver, while he's a decent manager, I I think he's just not a developer. So I, what I would do is I'd fire the pitching coach and I'd bring more people in. I mean, I, I think at this point. Do you trade anybody? That's a hard one because they're kind of a good lineup. I mean, you have Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, who you just don't touch. You just don't yep. touch those fucking guys. Yep. I think what they need to do, they need to be stronger up the middle. And I think Paul De- De- De Young as their shortstop ain't it, and mm-hmm. He's not it, man. And I think you have to start bringing up someone like Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn is kind of their Fernando Tatis with less power. And I think he's a guy that can you could plug him in into shortstop, and I think he could be very good, very very good. Nolan Gorman playing, I think Nolan Gorman you could also play second base, and then move Tommy Edmund to the outfield because he he's kind of that Swiss Army knife like Max Muncy used to be. So mm-hmm. you could put him all over the place. Nolan Gorman's been DHing for him a lot, dude. But I, at this point, Wilson Contreras is so much better of a hitter than he is behind the plate. I'd put Wilson Contreras as a DH long term, and. Mm-hmm move Tyler or I'm sorry move um Tommy Edmond to the outfield because O'Neil Carlson and Newbar are gone for right now so yep. That's why they brought back Jordan Walker. I'd keep him in the majors this time. And I think he's going to turn it around. He's their top prospect. And I think this is a guy that's ready to go. And then you're going to bring up somebody like Ivan Herrero, who's their number seven prospect. He's a catcher. He's 23 years old and he's ready to go. I mean, this is the guy that has a 50 hit tool. He doesn't have a lot of power, kind of like a Mason win, but he can at least get on base and you need guys to consistently get on base and not put the struggles on Arenado and Goldschmidt to carry your team. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I think, that's just what you're going to have to do. And for right now, until your outfield gets healthier, there's not really much I would tweak in the outfield. Now, I said earlier about this. You have Brendan Donovan there, too. Brendan Donovan is there to be a Swiss Army knife, and I think right. he needs more at bats. And then with I, I wouldn't overdo too much of your outfield. But what I would do is when they do get healthy, look into consider trading either Dylan Carlson or O'Neill to bring more of an impactful yeah. bat because they're missing that one more impactful bat. But I think, honestly, Steve, it's their pitching. It begins, yeah. it begins and ends with their pitching. So fire the pitching coach, and kind of you can't. You brought up Matt Liberatore, Steve, but I think if you're going to trade somebody like Tyler O'Neill, you're going to want somebody like a. You're going to need a pitcher in there, right? You're going to need a pitcher in there as well, and. I would look at trading for people, maybe an Alec Manoa or maybe, you know, somebody that can kind of maybe look at what Atlanta has. Soroka and some of these guys, maybe they need fresh starts and bring them in there. It's hard, Steve, because this isn't like a, a breakdown like you just did with the white Sox. This is a team that just needs to establish the pieces better. And it's just having a bad year. I, I actually still believe in their process and I believe in their system, but they're just guys who are just not having a good year. So what you do when players aren't performing, Steve, you start firing coaches, you start yes. implementing better medical staffs and things like that, and I think that will turn this team around. So that's what I'm going to do with the Cardinals. Nothing, not a big overhaul, but right. enough to kind of put a little
1: spark in them. Which I agree, they don't need that big of an overhaul because they show that they can be successful. Absolutely. As, as opposed to the White Sox, who've had one year of successfulness and then just a bunch of crap, underperforming crap. So yeah. Um. No, I, I like I like I like the uh, their direction there and uh, and what you're doing uh, with the Cardinals and. Uh, I hope they can turn it around. Yeah, I really do too. Like, I like this team a lot.
0: Yeah, they, they, yeah, like you said, they they've won before and they they know how to win. It's just yep. getting better performances out of their players.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, second team for me is actually the Cincinnati Reds. Ooh, uh, yeah. so the Cincinnati Reds—they're getting better. You know, they're still five games or so under 500. Uh The NL Central is up for grads, but I think this is a team where they're just a few moves away. From I think really, really taking off. And I think it starts with again, we talked about it before, they have a great group of young talent there, uh, Matt McClain, Steer, India. They just brought up uh the number one prospect who is that uh that De La Cruz uh for Cincinnati. Yeah. They got a great, great bunch of uh young players here uh that can form a good core, but their pitching staff is it sucks. It blows ass and not in a good way. Um, <laughs> um uh We looked at their, I think you and I talked a bit, a bit ago about their, their contracts currently right now in their active roster, their roster is payroll is about $27 million. So they have money, you know, and we talked about it in the open. Um, You're only considered a small market based on how much your owner wants to spend. So I say you use some of your money that you have and go get some pitching in the off season. Yep. Um your total payroll, you can buy an active roster is about ninety two million dollars. so you're not spending too much. I'm not saying you go get Otani or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying but go after someone like a Luis Severino or an Aaron Nola or Michael Waka get a veteran uh get a veteran pitcher in there to go with Hunter Green and uh, and help out the staff a little bit and try and uh, try and get them uh get them on track because their pitching is you know offensively they can get the job done, but pitching mm-hmm. is just it sucks. and I'm looking at their catching right now they got Kirk Casale. Yeah, yeah, that guy blows. <laughs> uh go after a younger catcher either within in your system, maybe bring up a prospect or go after a catcher here in free agency. And I think um uh Will Myers who's mm. in again right now. He's yeah. he's uh, uh I think he's done after this year. Yeah, don't even think about bringing him back. Just just call it a day. Let, let Will Myers go and get someone in there like a Teoscar Hernandez who was uh, set to uh, hit free agency. Bring him in. And I think that can bolster that lineup even more, but yeah, like yeah. I said, they they're going in the right direction. I just think a couple of small moves and infuse a little better talent will uh will get this Cincinnati team over the top.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, and I like what you did. It's it's not an overhaul; it's basically perfecting what they already have. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. kind of adding that extra shine to the car.
1: You yep. Know? Yeah, it all just depends on if the owner wants to spend money though. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Go spend some fucking money,
0: please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it a yeah, lot. Thanks. Um, my next team, I'm yeah, I do the K- Kansas City Royals. Okay. This is a team that is in need of developers pronto. I mean, you had a high draft pick in Nick Prado, Bobby Witt Jr. Some of those guys are just Brady Singer, and they're nope. those guys should be the big three of your team, and they're just not performing. I mean, mm-hmm. Brady Singer himself is a six, four, 6.45 ERA, four and four record. Mm. Uh, I've watched him pitch. He has some good stuff, but I think he could benefit from better coaching yep. at the same time. Now, they're, you know, I've always thought it was kind of questionable when they hired Tampa Bay's head coach or manager. Remember they Kevin Cash mm-hmm. is the 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 guy in Tampa Bay. So they ended up hiring his bench coach with Matt Quatar, cuatrotro uh, oh, Yes. Yep. and I, I just I was never really sold on it. I don't know if they wanted that Guilfoyle or Gilfroy, the, the Pedro uh, Gilfroy, the one that the White Sox ended up taking. Right, but, right. You know, so I, maybe that's the reason that they jumped and hired him this year. And I'll mind you, it's the guy's first season, so we'll see. But I don't know. I, I think they need somebody, uh, somebody that has a little bit more a little bit more hard love with the players mm-hmm. and perfecting what they're good at. And another one that it's, I don't know if you need big overhauls, but you need something. I would consider trading Salvador Perez. I think he's still young enough to where oh. you can get something from him. And he, any, any hits dingers, man. I mean, this guy can drive in runs hit 278 this year, 12 home runs, 34 ribs. I honestly think you consider trading him. And 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 bring in people that are going to help this lineup a little bit more. Nick Prado. I know the guys only had 36 games this year, but mm-hmm. I, I, you need more out of him. If he was the young Hosmer that you, uh, that you drafted, he's not hitting like a young Hosmer. And right. he could do a lot better. Even Vinny Pasquatino. Remember, they had him last year, and he was kind of a fantasy darling in the Second half of the season, but he's not hitting like they thought. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they needed to do a better job of bringing people in here to succeed. I mean, your right fielders, MJ Melendez, who I think he's more of a bench role guy than he should be a starter. You have Edward Olivares, who's in there. And I just, I hate their outfield. I mean, Drew Waters, ick, I mean, <laughs> yeah. just a middle of the road kind of guy. Uh, Nikki Lopez, who I actually like, Nikki Lopez. I'm surprised he's not playing third base more or second base. They got Michael Massey in there, which I'm still on. I still like Michael Massey, but I think there's a reason. I, I think it's going to take him a little bit to figure it out. He's 25 years old, what have you. Sure. But I would look to your, I would look to your farm system a little bit more. I mean. You have Gavin Cross coming up. who probably won't be ready till next year. But you have Nick Lofton there, who's a great utility player, and this is a guy that can bring a lot, a little bit of more power into your lineup as well. But I think it starts with Salvador Perez, and it starts with trading him. And Ooh. you also trade Adolis Chapman, or Adolis Chapman. I think he could, would be very good on the trade market. And what you do I is like bring it. in pieces that you can eventually start. I, I think they are good in their prospect, and they're good in there with their prospects because they have like. A great left-hander and Ace Lacey coming up and probably next year. They're about a year away from getting some real game changing prospects to help Bobby right. Witt Jr. and Nick Prado. But so I look at somebody like uh Brady Singer. I mean, he's just not, I don't know. Maybe he's not an ace. I think he's a middle of the middle of the order. He's like a Miles Michaelis kind of guy that I'm kind of looking at. They need mm-hmm. a true ace. And from them, if I they, they can't really get anything for Zach Grenke, I think this is probably Zach's last no. year. So if I were the Royals, I would trade Salvador Perez, and I would probably trade uh, Ador- Ardolas Chapman because you know you're not going to be competing. Right. And I would start seeing what I could get for those guys. I would start getting instant guys to start. I'd look at the Brent Rookers of Oakland and some of those kind of guys that you can inject in your lineup and that will start hitting to their potential. Find that that next Isak Paredes. You know, I I think even Isak Paredes, maybe get him. I mean, I I just think you need guys like that. And, you know, everybody goes through, goes through injuries. I mean, but they have Jackie Bradley Jr. buried on their depth chart. He's not a fucking, you know, at 30, what is he? 33 years old. He's not really (laughs) old, but he's not really, He's kind of like Lorenzo Cain and those guys. He's just not that guy anymore. If I were them, I wouldn't say blow the whole thing up, but you need more of a foundation in there. And Bobby Witt Jr., I would probably fire the hitting coach. I'd probably look at getting. And if you're really sold on keeping Quintero, I, I man, well then surround him with a better staff. I mean, yep. that's and and the the Chapman signing was fucking head scratching. I think they thought they were ready to oh, win, but they're 100.
1: not. Exactly, I think they were closer than they actually thought they were. Kind of like the Tigers last year. When they
0: yeah, <laughs> they're just bro, bro. They're just super young, and yep. they do have talent on that team. But I think that's going to come in the form of free agency. So if I was GM for a day, I would kind of do what you did with the Reds, but I would give this a little bit more of a spit shine. I would trade the guys who are going to be aging out, but still have some value. And and trade those contracts for guys that can do something. And the Twins always have people that you could go. I like Alex Kirloff. I like mm-hmm. maybe. I, I personally, I feel like they're out on Royce Lewis. Maybe try give him a shot. You give somebody, uh, maybe one of the younger guys like Austin Martin a shot, or or Nick Gordon. You just need more into that lineup. And I would be looking at other teams who have guys that aren't using them to their ability to get for. So that's what I would do for the Royals.
1: I like it. I like it. So first, for me, my top team. So pick a team that's over five hundred and push them to the finish line. I'm going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, this was a nice. team that was definitely a surprise. Uh, to, uh, Lavello is uh, once again shown how brilliant he is of a of a manager here, just taking this talent. They got a great group of young talent. They're 11 games over five hundred, real contender for the playoffs. So. Looking at what they could use or what they could need to get themselves over the top, I think they need a proven bat and a proven pitcher. People with playoff experience, people that can help get you there. Someone available? I'd say uh, go talk to the Giants. Maybe go after uh, a little bit of Jock Peterson. Mm. Won't take much because he's going to be a free agent after this year, but you know, Peterson always seems to come up big in the playoffs. He's just that bat that you might need uh like i said it probably would not take too much to uh to get them maybe uh, give them one of your lower level prospects like a a dominant kid uh that sort of thing uh as far as a pitcher here's a fun move
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know the brewers are in contention let's go talk to them about getting corbin burns though in case they uh you know say it's a month or so down the line the brewers kind of fall out of it go talk about corbin burns Yeah uh he's still under team control uh, i believe through 2024 so you get a good year and a half but he's kind of fallen out of uh out of grace there with the brewers he had to go to that arbitration hearing uh, his relationships kind of soured with them so if the brewers tumble maybe a uh, diamondback swoop in and go get him. Uh, probably a little tough like i said you have to give up some of your higher prospects someone like a landon sims or a jorge barosa uh but if you can get a proven bat like peterson and a pitcher like uh, Corbin Burns, I think this could get this team into the playoffs and not only get there, but actually contend and uh, make a run at this. So like I said, they they have the talent, good group right now, Jake McCarthy, you know, really, really fun team to watch, but just get a couple of uh playoff proven people in there to uh help get them over the hurdle and I think we'll be just fine. Wow,
0: that's that's fucking awesome. I, I really actually liked what you brought to the table nice. on that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that is kind of a good guide for a ship, man. I mean, that's yeah. Put some just over the top, I believe, and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you have so many good youngsters on that fucking team. You so do. seriously, With Corbin Carroll and what have you. Yep. So yeah, I yep. really like it. So the team I picked that's actually doing pretty decent that can uh, they're an over five hundred team, but they can need a little bit more just to get to push them over is the Miami Marlins. Okay, uh, they're okay. thirty four and twenty eight. They're second in the NL East, and I think they hold all the cards right now, aside from the Braves. Mm-hmm. I, I think honestly they do hold all the cards right now because they can go to Philly and they can go to some of these teams that and the and the uh, the Mets and what have you and try to try to help their lineup. I don't think they'll trade in division, mm-hmm. but I think some teams wouldn't mind peddling a few contracts. I'm looking at Jeff McNeil. I'm looking at um, Bryson Stott, who's going to want to be paid a little bit soon. And if I were the Miami Marlins, I'm like, wow. I'm dope as fuck. I got Luis er- Ariz <laughs> er- or yeah. Arise from Minnesota, and he- this guy's hitting 400, has a 400 average. What is and this? He? Yeah. I mean, the guy is just a hitting machine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, great foundation piece. I got Jazz Chisholm, who's on the IL, 10 day IL, but he'll come back. Gene Segura, I got some of these guys. AJ Puck's coming back, Good clo- one of the best closers right now. I- I'm having a tough time with my pitching staff, right? My yeah. ace in the hole, Sandy Al- um, Alcantara. He's having a tough time this year. Yep. He's having a real yep. tough time. But you know what? I think he's going to figure it out. Defending Cy Young champion. I think we're going to see a better second half of the year. But the thing is, you are so stocked with pitchers. You let go of Pablo Lopez, which I called last time, yep. and they brought in more stuff. I think you can let a, another pitcher go. I think you could look at a Trevor Rogers who's hurt or a uh, Jesus Lazardo. and I think you could bring in. They need a. I think they need an actual shortstop, and mm-hmm. I think that's where Bryson Stock comes in. I think you can move segura over to short potentially and maybe you want to get a third baseman in there um you know uh, but i'm looking at the pirates pirates i uh-huh. have a plethora full of prospects and yeah. i love nick gonzalez for the pirates he's ready to come up to the to the majors i think this guy has a great i mean this guy has a 55 hit tool i think he's actually better than a 55 i think he's like a 60 65 when he's really raking it's guys like this you could totally turn around your franchise with. And I think that the Miami Marlins have to seriously consider these guys. Now, I know that they're looking at some of their young guys to come up. They have Jacob Berry, who's probably going to come up in a few year or a couple years. And they have uh, 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 Cahill, Khalil Watson. I'm sorry. He's going to come up in a couple years, but you don't have time to wait that long. Right. I think you could trade someone like Sixto Sanchez. You could trade somebody like Trevor Rogers or Jesus Lazardo, and you could get a return with it and to help bolster your middle, your middle stuff. You know, I I think, I don't think jazz Chisholm was really a smart move in center, but I understand Mm -hmm. the move. And right now, while you're waiting for an outfielder to really materialize, I think bringing maybe jazz in, have him play second base, move Luis Arias to third, maybe, you know, and then maybe Gene the to short, and then for your center fielder, just you, you could look at bringing up somebody, or maybe, or maybe when you trade for somebody out of those, um, maybe get a Bryson Stott or a Jeff McNeil. I think they need, they're a couple hitters away from actually doing something. Jorge Soler is doing very good. You could almost bait him out if you because yeah. that would be a low risk, high reward kind of trade. Say he's murdering the ball, and then you're going out to LA and you're like, well, give me Max Muncie. And I'll give you a whole – I'll give you a uh, Jorge – because they need pitching, right? I'll give Mm you either Jorge Soler or I'll give you Trevor Rogers or Jesus Lazardo, and I'll give you one of our prospects, somebody that's like a top 10 guy, and give me Max Muncy and -hmm. maybe a lower-level prospect. And I think that would work because they need that real powerful bat in the lineup. And that's the one thing they're missing. I think another thing they need to work on probably in the offseason is getting a catcher. See, these positions I'm mentioning, Steve – Mm-hmm. They already have these guys in the minors, but they're almost like two, three years away. Yeah. Yep. So yep. if you're already second in the AL, in the NL East and you're ready to win kind of now or, or within the next year, I think you need to put replacements there. I mean, they would have been a good case to have Sean Murphy on that team before Atlanta yeah. took him. If I knew... If I if I was the GM and I knew Oakland was ready to pedal Sean Murphy, I would have been on that front door before anybody <laughs> wanting him before Atlanta came in there, and I, or I would have been at Atlanta's front door saying, "Give me, give me, um, William Contreras."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because mm-hmm. I, I think they need a good hitting catcher. But there's a lot you could do with this team here, and I think it's just adjusting where people are playing and then letting your keeping your pitching start trading some of your pitchers because you're just plush with pitchers to right. fill in some of these holes with a Bryson Stott, a uh, Jeff McNeil or Max Muncie, maybe two of those guys. So um, that's kind of what I would do. Just kind of keep them going. Don't over, don't overplay with the team, but try to enhance it. And if I have to dangle Jorge Soler out there, if I have to dra- dangle certain people out there, just to maybe I there's a team that wants to dump a big contract, not yep. Javier Baez. <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> they won't bite on that, but a no team that wants on that thing.
0: Maybe a team that wants to dump a bigger contract. I could even see somebody like Chris Bryant dumping mm-hmm. a bigger contract for for some prospects. I could totally see that. So yeah. that's what I would look for, just to get another bat in there, try to get a, a possible catcher there to, to seal it up. But you're still plush with pitchers. you got to yeah. hope Sandy Al- Alcantara can turn it, around, turn it around in the second half of the season. And if he does, it, the sky's the limit for Miami.
1: Oh, definitely. Be like a free agent signing right there. Oh, absolutely, bro. You know, absolutely. Spending money. I like it. I always oh. like. I like this Miami team. I do too. There's, there's good things coming with them, so I do too, bro. Ah, uh, let's keep these GM hats on. And we'll just fire the uh, the GMs. We'll just take over this. Yeah, it. That's watch it. these teams
0: do exactly what we say, or Dude. a portion. I feel like every time we say something, these teams something end up happens. doing it. Yep, yeah,
1: exactly. So, like one of the things we talk about happens. So.
0: Oh, it happens all the time.
1: <laughs> like, are they listening? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, are they tapping into our show? Because if so. I'd like a cut of what you're making. Yeah, I want
0: to <laughs> cut me some of that check. Bring me
1: in, bro. <laughs> oh man, should we uh, head on over to Fantasy Factory? Yeah, let's do it, dude. Let's nah, do it. All right, all right. Your team, you made some moves. Yeah, so we'll, I basically we'll touch on her pretty pretty quick. because so I know that was a long segment that we had, but you, yeah, you made some uh, big
0: moves. yeah, I made some moves. Basically, I got my dream guy, Mookie Betts. You did. I, Bats is
1: back with the shits. I had
0: to give up. <laughs> I had to give up Yoshida. I had to yep. give up some some depth that I really didn't want to give, and but I finally got him, and now I have my Arenado Mookie Bets championship yeah. team back and going. And then with you, I basically yep. you and I. I mean, it was a more tough trade for me just because I had to give up a, a lot, lot of pitching depth, and yep. I knew that you wanted pitching depth or yep. pitching. And I knew you probably didn't want to give up Goldschmidt because he's just starting to turn it up now. But that's why I threw in the kicker of Ryan Mountcastle because Mountcastle is actually having a really good year. And the only thing I'm not a big fan of Mountcastle is his his average is kind of low. Right, And uh, he's not a big average guy, but he's a guy that brings in runs. So I had to throw him as a kicker just so you can replace your first baseman. But yeah, that was... I like the trade. I mean, I, I... I really like it. Now I'm in this situation where I need to fill my team with depth. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, my starters all look good, but my depth is fucking pitiful, Steve. Yeah, if someone (laughs)
1: someone gets a day off or got injured, you're screwed. (laughs)
0: And even my pitching kind of sucks now because the start of my staff is Alcantara.
1: Right. And
0: um, and Kershaw, but Contra sucks this year. So I just have to replace... These stats and with Kershaw, other. Kershaw, he's
1: so. one sneeze away from another injury. Oh,
0: session. bro. Yeah. So I'm really, so I say my pitching and my depths are about the weakest, but okay. um, I'm at the top and I knew I was like, this isn't going to last because I started seeing their shit plateau. So I was like, I got to make a move now before yeah. it all
1: goes to shit. There we go. And uh, you know, you definitely propelled yourself, right? Uh, I mean, you were near the top to begin with, but I think these, yeah. are, these are the moves when you look back on your season after you rack up your third straight championship. Uh, yeah. You're like, all right. Yeah, news that had to be made to get it done. So
0: yeah, absolutely. So, so this week, Steve, we have a yeah. question from okay. Judy Gordon from Hanover, New Hampshire. Okay, and she has a question. She says, "Who has the, been the biggest fantasy sleeper this year? Who has exceeded all expectations so far?"
1: So I have a, a couple uh, that come to mind. You know, some of them are are names where yeah, you you've heard of them, but what they've done is actually a lot better than what you were expecting. First is actually JD Martinez. But JD Martinez moving to LA has been a breath of fresh air, I think, for him. His his batting average is is up from where it was last year. Um uh he played 139 games last year and hit sixteen home runs. This year in forty-five games, he's already hit fifteen home runs. So the power is coming back. Um and you're seeing uh, his his RBIs because of that go up. He had 62 RBIs last year and in, uh, in a full season. He's up to 43. So he's ex- exceeded uh, definitely last year. In the last couple of years, he's exceeded that. Uh, getting back into seeing the J.D. Martinez that you've seen of old. Uh, second was a guy actually you had talked about before, and that's uh, Sean Murphy. Uh, nice. I mean, this is a guy who's usually two, 250, 240, 230 hitter. Uh, but he is uh, uh, up to 288 this year. Already up to, I mean, he had um, uh, 18 home runs all last year. He's up to 11 in 50 games so far this year. So he's another guy who's a hitter, who's uh, who's definitely, uh, you know, you weren't thinking much of him, but he's definitely been a run producer, 40 RBIs. And then third uh, is a guy you really weren't thinking about. Uh, and it just goes to show what Bruce Bochy can do in Texas, and that's Ezekiel Durin. Uh He's been great. Uh, I'm not just saying that he's on my team. But uh, a handful of games last year, two thirty six average. He's played in forty three games so far this year, and is already up over three twenty two with his average, and has a little bit of pop in the uh, the bat. He's already almost exceeded his last year totals for uh, for RBI. He's got twenty four right now, seven home runs, so he's been sneaky good. And in fantasy, he's been really good because he's a guy that you can plug in, I believe, in like four four positions on your on your team. So he's a good utility uh, utility knife there. So those are just three sleepers that I was uh, thinking about that of uh uh, been so good so far this year. Yeah, the Sean Murphy one I
0: like a lot too. Yeah, that's yeah, a really good. So. One.
1: It's a great question. So thank you for that, Judy.
0: Thanks, Judy. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. This year's been kind of different with the people you thought would be amazing aren't right. You're getting these other people who are just yeah, <laughs> who are just step yeah, like like Trey Turner, and then you get these others who are just rising from the ashes and being yeah. uh, being amazing. And that that happens yeah. every year. So
1: yeah, team, yeah, players you thought were dead in the water, and all of a sudden they just needed a new change of scenery. Case yeah. in point, like I said, Sean Murphy going from Oakland, the depths of Oakland over to Atlanta, and and JD going from Boston to LA. So JD's yeah,
0: doing really good right now. Really good. Holy so, shit. Good, good Worst video. to first, man.
1: Yep, exact
0: exactly. <laughs> Steve, we got some starter sit. Are you ready for it this week?
1: All right, let's cue the music.
0: Okay. Starting on at second base, Brendan Donovan or Whit Merrifield starter sit.
1: Uh Donovan.
0: Donovan's good, yeah. Uh, Josh Naylor or Nathan Lau?
1: Nathan Lau.
0: That's first base. Uh, Bobby Wood Jr. or <laughs> Javier Baez, shortstop?
1: <laughs> Give me Bobby Wood Jr., man. You could throw anything up on Baez. I'm not picking picking that dumpster fire right now. Uh,
0: sticking with shortstop, Jeremy Pena or Bobby Wood Jr.? Uh, Pena. Brian Reynolds or Jorge Sol- uh, Solar?
1: Solar. Uh, Re- Reynolds.
0: Okay. Jared Kalenic or... And Carlos Stanton. Polenic. Josh Jung or Austin Riley at third base? That's a tough one.
1: Uh, Jung. Riding the hot hand. Yeah.
0: Uh, Patrick Wisdom, we haven't talked about in a while. Or Yandy Diaz, first base. Two guys we haven't talked about in a while.
1: Yeah, give me uh, Wisdom.
0: Tyler Stevenson or William Contreras, catcher?
1: William Contreras.
0: Old man Charlie Blackman or (laughs) Stephen Kwan outfield?
1: Blackman. He's actually uh, it's like a time machine. He's doing well.
0: Blackman again, or Dalton Varsho?
1: Uh Varsho. Uh,
0: Anthony Volpe or Chris Taylor, shortstop. Volpe. Volpe again, or Carlos Correa, shortstop.
1: Volpe. Yeah,
0: Correa <laughs> sucks this year. Yeah, he really does. Uh, Jonah Heim or Wilson Contreras. Ooh, bring Catcher. in the brother,
1: huh? Uh give me uh, Jordan Heim.
0: Uh, Zach McKinstry or Yon Mankata, second base. McKinstry. Luis Robert or Christian Yelich. Robert. Masataka Yoshida or Juan Soto, outfield. Yoshida. Uh, Andrew Vaughn or Matt Olson, first base.
1: Uh, Olson. Jack Sawinski
0: or Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward. And we brought up Jordan Walker or J.D. Davis, third base. Walker. And J.D. Davis again, or Burger third base.
1: Give me Burger. Cool.
0: What do we got for waiver wire?
1: Uh, so here's three players that I was looking at on the waiver wire that might be good to pick up this week. Uh, going back to the Dimebacks, we have Tommy Henry of the D-backs. He's up 18% in Yahoo Leagues. Got the win last week with 7Ks and gave up no runs. So looking for some pitching depth. Uh, might want to look right there. Uh, second is Eddie Rosario out of Atlanta. He's up 9% in Yahoo Leagues, hit 438 last week with three dingers and seven RBIs. And uh, third is uh, Brian De La Cruz out of uh, Miami, team that you talked about, Mike. He's up 8% in Yahoo Leagues, hit 360 last week with two home runs and uh, eight RBIs. So those are... Three players that I'm looking at uh this week on the uh, waiver wire. And
0: players I might need for my desk.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Might want to take a look there. out of on those ones. Uh yeah. shall we uh head on over to collection quarter? Let's do it. All um, right. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna make a track with just all
1: your do, 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 do,
0: <laughs> oh, do just have it like a continuous loop. Do, do, oh, do, that'd be
1: fantastic. Do, just like, <laughs> thirty minutes of that. That remember, might cause someone to go insane. Yeah. <laughs> remember
0: the Nick Offerman, like, remember drinking yeah. scotch? Oh,
1: dude, that's so great. In front of the fire for, like, two hours or whatever, yeah. For Christmas, it's just you. Yeah. Crime rates go way up after yeah. listening to that. Someone just goes postal.
0: <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's a loop of that, and then it's you and Gemma competing, like, with her song, and then you're you doing that. Oh, God
1: would be fantastic.
0: Um, oh, Up for me this week, I'm going to do ride rather hot hand, Josh Jung.
1: Nice. Josh nice. Jung is
0: up $33.57. That's a 466.60% increase. Market price right now sits around $40.76. Uh, most of his stuff is all rookies, of course. His 23 Bowman rookie card, 21 Bowman chrome sapphire when he was in the minors, and his 23 Bowman mojo yellow refractor. So Thanks. get your Josh Jung down for me. This was kind of a surprise for me. So it's Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. Really? Um, So he's down uh, $6.72, which is an 82.45% decrease. Now, his market price right now sits a whopping (laughs) $1.43. I don't know why it's that low. He's one of the best catchers to ever play the game. I am. I mean, even if you go rookie cards, they're really low. It, um, the ones I picked out is 05 Top's Finest, number 48 is 95 Top's Finest, 109, and, of course, is 05 of Showcase, 18 are some, some of his cheapest cards. But even his rookie cards are just so low right now, and I can't yeah. understand why people are out on
1: Pudge. Really yeah, yeah. So Yeah. 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 That sucks. Do better, Pudge. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> up for me this week, speaking of Pudge, is his... Uh, uh, former Rangers and Tiger team set or teammate Kenny Rogers. Jeez. He's up uh, twelve dollars sixty one cents, or a seven hundred ninety eight point ten percent increase to a market value of fourteen dollars and nineteen cents. Up card for Kenny includes nineteen eighty nine Donruss the rookies number thirteen. That's a great set. It's got Ken Griffey Jr. in that set as well. It's a fun Donruss set. And it's uh, nineteen ninety seven Tops number three seventy two. Uh, down this week's actually Matt Olson. He's down ten dollars and two cents, or seventy one point. decrease to a market value of uh, $4.02. Down cards include his 2017 Top Series 2 rookie number 476 and his 2023 Bowman number 4. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, shall we get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Hey, let's do it. All right. It's a happy heavenly birthday to Yankee great and Hall of Famer Bill Dickey. Born on June the 6th of 1907. Uh, he had a career 313 average, 202 home runs, 1,209 RBIs. Also managed a little bit as well. Uh, managed one season. I believe he resigned midway through. But uh, was a player for the Yankees from 1928 to 1943. And then left, uh, joined the service for a couple of years. Came back and played a little bit in 1946. Um, and he also managed the Yankees in 1946. So career highlights on uh, Dickey. is 11-time All-Star, 7-time World Series champion and has his Yankees number eight retired and also an honoree of Monument Park. A little trivia, Dickey played uh, with the Yankees, like I said, 28 to 43. After serving in the Navy during World War II, he returned to the Yankees in 46 as a player and manager. Retired after the 46 season, but returned in 49 as a coach where he taught Yogi Berra, actually, the finer arts of catching. So it's a happy birthday to Bill Dickey. Yeah,
0: he got in with an 80.16% ballot and 54 ballot. yeah which he,
1: like a fifth ballot i believe or something yeah or which is yeah. kind of
0: weird because he doesn't have crazy, crazy accolades but seven-time world champion 11-time all-star that's hard to yeah uh,
1: it's a, a yankee yeah. you know i think he got in because he's a yankee
0: 100 but i mean uh, 313 average not bad
1: man mm-hmm, not bad. Mm-hmm. yeah so happy birthday to uh bill dickey
0: happy birthday billy Happy <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: birthday billy <laughs> that's a fucking show
0: Whew, that was a really good show right? that was a long show holy shit it man was. We yeah. were really, pa- we were both uh, pretty passionate about the. Uh, we were.
1: I love doing that GM stuff. Man.
0: Yeah, well, the GM yeah. stuff, but also the the Albert Pool halls, uh, talking some sense into the players, mm-hmm. uh, players union there. But nope. um, nope. but anyways, yeah, good stuff, yeah, good stuff. So hey, everybody, thanks for listening so much. Be a friend, tell a friend, uh, send your questions to Michael J. Dalt or Stephen Dot Ford O Two. And usually Instagram is the best way. Just DM us. Shit, man. Let's get out of here. In the meantime, we will catch you guys all next week.
1: Deuces.